All right, everyone, welcome back. Here we are, episode 10 of the Restoration Club podcast. Can't believe it. They often say if you can get to number five, you're going to succeed. I've heard if you can get to 21 is really where we're trying to get to, then that's definitely top top shelf stuff. So we're out there. Um, super excited about today. We have the club chaplain, the self, he's not self-described. I'm calling him the Restoration Club pastor. Heath Kruger joining us today. We're really excited about having uh, Heath with us. And Heath, honestly, um, I hope you'll give me some grace for this, but I, I feel like you deserve the best intro possible. Yo. Yeah. All right, here we are, guys. We are excited about this. We have got, if you're watching us on YouTube, you're currently seeing me wear a retro Michigan hat along with a Mikey Sane Rastill jersey, fresh off a big dub in Ann Arbor. The reason this is important, because Heath loved me enough not to turn off the camera right now and enjoy this time. <laughs> he turned the hat around, guys. What happens in Restoration Club stays in Restoration Club. <laughs> How you doing, Heath? I'm still licking my wounds from that devastating loss on Saturday. Thanks for reminding me. Pride cometh. That's what happens. Um <laughs> How uh, how have the last forty eight hours been? Uh, last forty eight hours been for you and the nation there? Well, my my flags at half mast here, um, still still licking my wounds, but uh, you know I got a hand to the Wolverines. They they played well. They beat us in the trenches and for years in a row. I mean it's yeah. it's hard to say, but y'all have flipped the script for yeah, sure. It's been. It's it's been wild to think about, and this isn't a Michigan Ohio State podcast, but um, there is something about like good rivalries, mm -hmm. and so everybody can jump in those comments all they want about what they think is a good rivalry. But this is hands down, and I'm so thankful, honestly, that it was a really good game, like yeah. close. Yeah. Everybody was waiting. I mean, honestly, I was waiting for Marvin to catch that pass before it got picked. Uh, I was like, oh great, he's going to catch it. They're going to go down, and we'll yeah. end up in overtime again. That kind of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. here we are. Yeah, I mean, well, that's awesome. Gotta love a rivalry. Yeah, it, it gives something uh, to build through. So I hope you can stomach the fact that this isn't coming off during this uh, this thing here. So if you're <laughs> if you're out there listening, feel free to jump on our YouTube, check out what's going out here. Uh, pretty excited about life in general, but I'm even more excited today to have Heath joining us, um, a founding member, a part of our restoration club, as with Builder Cup One, Builder Cup Two, been connected to the family for a while. We'll find out more of his story and how. Uh, he connects. So Heath, I'm glad you're here today. So give us a little snapshot of who you are, what you are, and um, I guess let's ju jump in there. Yeah, yeah. It's great to be on, Ryan. Thanks for taking the time. And it's quite the honor uh, to uh, be in the Restoration Club podcast. I've been listening for a few weeks and um, you and Danny do a great job. So thanks for spreading the word on golf and community and fellowship and and uh, all those good things. Yeah, so um, first and foremost, um, I'm married. I've been married for 20 years. Nice. And my wife's name is Lindsay, and I've got three kids. Rhett is 15, Isley is 12, as of a couple of weeks ago, and our youngest is Lila. She's nine, and we're enabling her to be a baby as long as we can. So, uh, I understood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we live in Virginia Beach, a couple miles from the ocean, which is really fun. And um, yeah, yeah. yeah so I, ori ori where's where's original home for you? 
Well, I grew up in the the heart of it all, the Buckeye State, of course. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. About uh, about twenty five miles from the Horseshoe, so I grew up going to all the Buckeye games. My grandma was an English professor, so we were spoiled growing up. I had tickets on the fifty yard line, seventh row. I remember painting my face and just going crazy for the Buckeyes growing up. So. A lifelong fan and uh yeah hail from ohio and actually went up to enemy territory in uh great lakes great times michigan for yeah. college i went to calvin college in grand rapids michigan right here how about that i was gonna say yeah grand we know how to do that of michigan yeah that's all i did you know what that's a new one to me way to way to make it up there and kind of infiltrate and be maybe you were stealing signs maybe that's what was going on for all those years I hear that's the cool thing yeah. to do. I hear, I hear that. Yeah, it actually made me a stronger fan going up to enemy yeah. territory. <laughs> how how was your Calvin experience? It was great. I mean, clearly I was predestined to go there, um, <laughs> but uh, no, it was great. Uh, about four hours from home, which is not too close, not too far. Um, great, great experience uh, there at Calvin. I remember. Um, remember getting involved in the dorms. I was an activities coordinator for a year, then an RA for a year. And the community there is outstanding. Just uh, a great sense of just uh, what it means to be in the world, but not of the world and uh, how to be a bright light for Christ uh, in, in this world and learn how to uh, study the scriptures and, and also get involved in community. I, I volunteered with Young Life at a local high school and that kind of catapulted me into uh, vocational ministry. Thanks. And yeah. the, that takes you from Grand Rapids. Then does that bring you to the South or how does that, where does that, where does that transition you to? Yeah. Yeah. So from Calvin, um, well, when I was at Calvin, I met my wife, Lindsay. Uh, I met my wife at Young Life uh, when I was on staff there in Grand Rapids at a local high school. Lindsay became one of my volunteers. And so I always joke, we had a lot of, um, one-on-one -on -one meetings, you know, because that was <laughs> my responsibility was to encourage my leaders. And, uh, yes. you know, we had um, plenty of uh, plenty of very important meetings. So anyway, yes. that's when we know each other and uh, long breakfasts and long lunches. And um, we had a mutual passion to reach the next generation for Christ. And, and so that's how it began. And uh, we got married up in Grand Rapids in 2003, June 14th, Flag Day. Yeah. Uh, and then we moved down to Charlotte. For warmer okay. weather. <laughs> Here it uh, is. My sister was living in Charlotte. And so we thought, you know, let's get a clean slate, fresh start as a couple. And yeah, so lived in Charlotte for a couple of years. I got involved in youth ministry there at a local church and started uh, my seminary journey as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I lived there for two years and then actually moved out to California uh, to the West Coast and uh, completed my uh, MDiv out there at Fuller Seminary. Nice. Um, and it was a great experience out there. Um, went to the mountains a couple times a week for hikes and went to the ocean and uh, enjoyed the, the, the beach there and um, just had a great time. Just the two of us uh, out in California for a couple of years and then moved back to the Queen City, back to Charlotte, uh, bought a house and started a family and, um, and uh, lived there for quite some time, uh, 12, 15 years, uh, and then moved to Virginia Beach to the southeast. Uh, Mid-Atlantic, to be exact, uh, yeah. about five years ago. Yeah, it's funny that uh, the South doesn't claim Virginia, neither does the North, right? It's kind of like this in-between state that just kind of gets to hang out and be them, their own self. So it's pretty, That's pretty right. awesome. 
<laughs> I, I did my, uh, my undergrad and my master's come from Liberty. So I'm central Virginia, uh, time spent. So I definitely understand the Virginia vibe. Yeah. And, uh, we used to make our way over to the beach as much as we could because we were already in the mountains. So it was good to kind of have something else to go do. So it was a, it was a great time heading over that side. So that's yeah. awesome, man. And what do you, what are you doing now out that way? Yeah. So I work for a ministry called Biblica. Yeah, Biblica has been around for 214 years. Yeah, it uh, started um, on the East Coast in New York as the New York Bible Society. There were some faithful Christians that wanted to spread God's word. And so they started handing out Bibles to, to people who were immigrating to the States. Um, uh, and so it just uh, grew from there. They started reaching out to uh, the incarcerated in local prisons, uh, handing out Bibles. Uh, in that environment. And then 200 years later, we're still going strong. It's now uh, all over the country and all over the world. Um, so it used to be known as uh, New York Bible Society, International Bible Society, now Biblica. Mm -hmm. And it's a global Bible translation ministry. And so uh, we also uh, develop different resources around the Bible for kids, for students, um, for teenagers, for uneducated pastors, study Bibles in all different languages for people all around the world. Um, so it's really exciting. So I get to work with donors and investors and, and ensure that those resources, those Bibles um, get to people uh, who need it around the world. And uh, we work with ministries like Young Life and Awana and World Vision and Compassion and Harvesters, Samaritan's Purse. We have these ministry partners around the world, um, India, Africa, um, Asia, South America. And so we partner with these ministries and, and we supply the scriptures that they need uh, to do the work there on the ground in these areas. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's really fun. It's really exciting mission to be a part of. And um, uh, it's a different way to serve the church. Uh, I was a local church pastor for uh, about 20 years. As a youth pastor, uh, campus pastor, um, and then most recently a lead pastor here in Virginia Beach. And God just opened up the door for me to uh, serve the global church, the Big C Church, and sort of complete that great commission that he calls all of us to, uh, to reach people here, near, and far. And so it's been really refreshing for me to, to see God's uh, great work um, globally. Uh, so, yeah. That's what I, do. I love it. Yeah. What, Heath, what do you, what would you, if someone was listening right now and they are, and they, they want to know, Hey, how do I find out more about Biblica An unpaid sponsorship ad right here? You yeah. get, how do they connect? How do they find out whether it's on the giving end or whether it's even on giving any resources? How would they, how would they find out more? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Um, you can just go to Biblica.com and learn all about the ministry there. Um, or you can just email me Heath.Krieger nice. at Biblica.com. Um, but um, yeah, we also are on Instagram. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, um, you know, one thing that's really captivating these days is translation. Uh, just real quick, uh, we've got uh, over a billion people still in the world who don't have a Bible in their heart language. Um, and so uh, what's really exciting is that Biblica is partnering with 10 other translation ministries uh, like Wycliffe. You may have heard of Wycliffe. And, mm -hmm. Uh, Lutheran Bible Translators Seed Company. It's this uh, collaboration called Illuminations. And 
the last few years, we've said, you know what, let's not compete against each other, but let's help each other complete the mission that God has given us to reach um, every tribe and every nation. And so we have strategized our efforts and we're avoiding duplicate, you know, parallel work. And we're able to go further faster and we're pooling our resources together and saying, all right, let's just, let's do this. Uh, there's still 3,500 some languages that don't have a full scripture, the Old Testament, New Testament. And so we're able to really expedite uh, this process um, through this collaboration and also through artificial intelligence and technology. What used to take decades now can take just a handful of years to translate a language uh, into uh, into the, um, the the full Bible. So, um, and the last thing I'll say is 2033, um, the Illuminations goal uh, that Biblica is a part of, um, is every every language in the world will have at least the New Testament. And then by the year 2053, every language in the world will have the um, full scripture um, based on based on our current goals, based on our current progress. So, yeah, it's really, really exciting. Jesus yeah. is going to come back, you know, in the next few years and <laughs> he's all going to take us home. Um, That's but, awesome, uh, man. I, I love it because you, you mentioned that thing of working together with other ministries, right? And oftentimes it seems like people have this mindset that, oh, no, we keep to ourselves, you keep to yourself and go. But coming together for the greater mission, and this is a little bit of a segue too, right? Because it's yeah. kind of how, even with how RC operates, we we understand that together is better. Mm. And so creating those relationships and then doing greater things, it's the old it's the old metaphor. If I had four logs around the yard and I just said, all right, let me try to light each one of those on fire. Yeah, they're going to burn and they're going to be fine. But when I put those four logs together and light all four of them together in the same pile, it's a big, bright, vibrant burn. And mm -hmm. I think that that's something like this, which is really powerful yeah. uh, to find yeah. out that the word gets put out that I, I can go on my Bible app, right? And I can swipe through and find every other translation I want to go to. I can learn so much about it, but I'm so blessed and privileged in that sense that when you say that there are so many people without that, and yeah. that's, that's mind boggling still, because we're in a world we we're just used to seeing it and having it every single time. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, how many Bibles do we have? Oh, yeah. People uh, not too far away. Yeah. I have a Bible for one. And if they did, it wouldn't even be in their language. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so and I love yeah I love the the spirit of unity around Restoration Club and yeah. uh, I love the fact that you know a, a bunch of guys can get together and you know superficially we may not have a lot in common some things uh, but yeah. fundamentally we have everything in common because we right. have uh, we have a passion for God a passion for golf and and uh, for, for community. So. Yeah. Well, you nailed it because it could be someone who owns a marketing company. It can be someone who works in construction. It can be someone who's a pastor or someone who's getting Bibles out. Someone's in a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. now, all these different careers that everyone seems to have in spaces that they operate in. And then to be able to either, I don't, don't want to say walk away from it, but to, to use that background that they have together mm -hmm. is really powerful. Like I even just think about, you know, you look at Jeff. Marsh, Dave Basin, and Danny Christensen come from three different worlds, right? Dave's an amazing artist. You know, you've got Jeff, who's just probably my favorite photographer ever. And then Danny, who's got this marketing mind that's just so good. Like he always sends me stuff. He's like, hey, let's try this. Let's do this. Let's do it. And it's so good. It's just, but those three things together, 
it, it's just perfect. Yeah. And then bringing in, right, we, we get more of these things and we do our events, like let's have someone speaking to this point. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Let's plan. Let's have anybody who follows our social media over the, over the past two years has seen your writings. Your words have been all over our social media. Mm-hmm. So people using their gifts mm-hmm. to move the mission forward, right? right? That there is a restoration found through this game of golf, yeah. but primarily the vehicle is Jesus. It's that it's simple. Um, yeah. It's just, we, we get to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. You hit it right on. And, and it reminds me of uh, Paul's words in Corinthians about the unity of the body, right? Like you're, you're an arm and I'm a leg, you know, yeah. Dave, Dave is a, a, a foot, right? What you yeah. just described is all different parts working together uh, towards a common goal. And God doesn't want us to be, uni- he doesn't want us to be uniform, right? He wants us to be unified. That's good. And, uh, if we have the same purpose, the same passion, right? Things can happen. Yeah, that's that's beautiful, man. So how do you, so we know what RC is? People who listen kind of understand the gist of our golf and faith mm-hmm. journey. How do you connect to it though? How did you find out about it? How did you get involved? Yeah, so uh, I think I mentioned you know, I was uh, a pastor for uh, a couple of years here in Virginia Beach. That's what that's how God brought us here to this area. And um, there was a point in time where uh, a transition out of the local church uh, in that role. And God just, uh, God, God was preparing me for something. And I didn't know what it was, didn't know where it was, uh, didn't know when it would um, surface and come to fruition. Uh, and I was just asking God, God, what do you want from me? What do you want for me during this next season? And just uh, opening up my hands and saying, God, I surrender to you. My life is not my own. I release everything, everyone to you. And um, it was hard. It was hard, though. I mean, I, I don't want it to come off as like I was this super spiritual, you know, uh, amazing, you know, uh, uh, Christian during this time. It was it was challenging. It was difficult. If anybody's ever been unemployed, especially as a man, there's a sense of uh, who am I? I mean, so much of your identity is wrapped up in what you do uh, yeah. for good or for bad. And uh, I think I realized how much value and um sense of self-worth and identity I found in, in what I did. And so in a good way, God was kind of stripping that away um, from me and reminding me, Heath, you are a child of God. You are my beloved, my treasured, my cherished son and child. And that's who you are and to rest in that. Um, and so, yeah, so it, it was really, really hard and tough, uh, difficult, but it was at the same time really, really good because God was really uh, forcing me to get on my knees and just say, all right, um, I trust you. I need you. And this next season is unknown, but you're already there. And so uh, I have peace in that. So anyway, all that said, um, good friends come around you during those seasons. And uh, a good friend, Dave Baisden, um, who has been on this podcast and one of the founding members, um, he caught wind of my story and my season and we caught up a little bit and he just said, Heath, there's this incredible community of men that um, I've gotten to know, I as in Dave. And he said, you know, I want to introduce you to these guys. They're they're down to earth, just humble, authentic, passionate guys uh, who are not about themselves, but they're about this common good of just uh, being together in faith uh, and fellowship. And so he said, you got to come. You, you got to come to the Builders Cup in, in Pinehurst, and so 
I talked to my wife, Lindsay, and I told her, I mean, I asked her, uh, <laughs> go, and uh, she graciously allowed me to go. And then I just had a great time. It was two or so days of just yeah. eating pizza and, you know, uh, hanging out in the old Pinehurst church there and just hearing people's stories, hearing, uh, uh, you know, what makes each other tick and how God's wired us all. And, and it was just a beautiful kind of, unplanned uh spirit-led organic raw time together that um it, it i'll forever remember and forever cherish yeah. and um, we played some golf and had a little competition yeah. and uh and some time connection I, I think about the the three c's and i think of uh restoration club i think of connection you know connection uh, with each other uh on, on a deeper level um i think of uh, competition, got to have a little competition as a man, you know. Uh, and then I think of creation. I think of just enjoying uh, God's beauty uh, in the midst of His creation. Um, that's the beauty um, yeah. of golf, right? Is that you get to connect with some brothers, uh, you get to compete a little bit and uh, worship God in His creation. That's awesome. Yeah, we were, uh, if I can do this right, we were here at Tobacco Road. There's that little famous hole uh, that's right there. Shout out to Jeff for that print. Um, but it's beautiful because, like you said, those three C's were so valuable. And that's whether we played at Tobacco, Tothill Farm, Talamore, Midpines, Southern Pines, all these different areas we've been, which has been beautiful golf courses. It really is that that creation piece. You know, and Jared Murbitt's episodes back talked about that. Like for him, it was beautiful in that. And Wes uh, Hodges talked about it as well, that like mm -hmm. seeing the landscaping is so good and so yeah. important because it's, it's like you're seeing this. Honestly, most golf courses were built off something not so great. You know, it's just like a, a bare field or it's trees yeah. or whatever. So they've, they, they shape these things and it's yeah. kind of like our own lives. And you, you kind of nailed it uh, right there with how you're even speaking about getting to know the guys and mm. getting to know and build a cup one. And I, shout out to Dave. Dave, son, mm. Dave Bazin is such mm. a, mm. man, what a sweet spirit. And yeah. I hope Dave doesn't mind that uh, adjective because it's, it's probably one of the best yeah. descriptors I can give to a man um, because he saw you where you were. He listened, right? Every man wants to be heard and seen. Yeah. And so we just don't know sometimes how to do it. And he was able to do that and then invite you into something that wasn't like, oh, you need to change. You need to do X, Y, and Z. Like, no, just mm -hmm. this is something I think you would really benefit from. Mm -hmm. And so uh, thankful for men that mm -hmm. step in and invite other people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that Builder Cup 1, I mean, half of our group in Builder Cup 2 was different. How yeah. cool was that to have a different, yeah. even a different set of guys mm. to come through? And, and as we even expand to more events, it's going to be even great, greater mm. to have even more guys jumping in on this. Right. So it's, yeah. it's, it's beautiful, man. And so for you, for mm. you, you know, you connect in and, and Dave gets you in uh, with the restoration club and pitches the vision. You hear it all and see it all. And you're like, yeah, I'm in. Mm. Um, has golf always been a thing for you? Like, did you grow up golfing? Did, like how, how did, how did golf play a part in your life prior? Yeah. Yeah. So my earliest memories of golf um, are playing the local par three course. Actually, there's a couple couple par fours, but Hidden Valley course in Delaware, Ohio. I remember playing with my dad growing up and, you know, uh, just uh, going over there and just hitting the balls around and just uh, it was a great time. I remember just early in my journey uh, as, as, as a boy and young man playing golf with my dad. Um, uh, and so 
he um he actually um uh he and i still play golf today um, yeah. and uh whenever he comes into town we always play golf and uh, i love my dad he's a great role model and i wouldn't be who i am today without uh, an example of integrity from my dad an example of honesty which i learned on the golf course uh, <laughs> and uh yeah so and then you know my grandpa and grandma were actually members of muirfield village golf oh, yeah. club, uh, in dublin and so i remember taking lessons over there at muirfield um as a young man and I remember meeting jack nicholas in the locker room awesome. yeah well, yeah pretty neat uh so i went to all the m- memorial tournaments growing up uh uh, in May uh, every year, and um, so and then high school had a chance to play on the golf team um, at the Wellington School in Ohio. And I remember our uh, junior year, we were uh, nineteen and zero um, during the regular season, and then went pretty far in, into the state tournament, which was awesome. really exciting. So um, yeah, great memories playing golf growing up. And mo- most recently, um, one thing that sticks out is. Uh, I was playing with my son, Rhett, who is now probably better than I am already. Uh, he's he, <laughs> They'll do that to you. He, he, he wasn't watching my swing, uh, which, which was probably good. He was watch, watching, uh, you know, I, I think he was watching Jordan Speed's swing or, or yeah. Rory McIlroy's swing, which is, which is my family mine. Um, he's got that kind of cool, calm, collected demeanor and just uh, he's, he's destined for uh, a very, very low handicap. Anyway, we were playing a couple of weeks ago and my father-in-law was in town. And, uh, he's, you know, at least 70 and can hit the ball further, further. I mean, he can hit it over 300 yards. The guy, yeah. the guy the machine, he's a beast. Um, but it was on the, uh, eighth hole par three at VB national and Rhett tees it up and it's 163 yards against the wind downhill across the water. Yeah. Um, he he's it up and just hits a hits a great shot. It was around dusk, and so we saw the ball bounce and roll. Didn't really see where it ended up, and I was like, "Rhett, you might want to go up to the green to see where that ball ended up." And so he drove the cart up to the green, ran across, and looked in the hole, and there it was. Oh um, man! One, yeah, he started jumping and screaming and yelling, and it was a pretty special moment to share share it with him um that is beautiful man yeah. how about that like the ace and with his dad and then like, these are amazing yeah. amazing opportunities in that that's oh man that's a that's a legacy moment man yeah yeah it, it was amazing it was incredible technically since you were a part of creating him it's really your yours too <laughs> so you really you're you get to take it that's right a, a that's right. That. <laughs> i like that i like that do you, I, do you, do you, I don't, do you, I don't you, you just take advice from a Michigan fan, but uh, <laughs> you'll take that one. That's good. Do you, do you, I mean, do you get out fairly often? I mean, I, I'd imagine getting out with, with rats, a good chance to kind of bond together. Are you able yeah. to get out pretty fairly? It's a great excuse to play some golf, a little father, son yeah. bonding, of course. And, yeah. Uh, um, a couple weeks ago, I went to Arizona for the um, Biblica's big presence gathering. It's a big fundraising conference. And, I had a chance to play golf there at Dove Mountain Resort uh, with a couple donors. And then uh, a couple days later, I took my wife, Lindsay, out there and uh, played a little as well. She played softball in college, so she has one one golf swing. It's a home run swing. Every time. (laughs) She's super competitive. So it's uh, it's lots of fun. But, yeah, yeah, I love love playing, love getting out there and – you know, I've, I've, I've got a couple of guys uh, here at Virginia Beach that I've been playing with regularly, and we're 
we're trying to trying to gather some more men around and, and yeah. get some of these local meetups started up here in the that's awesome uh, southern Virginia area. So ho- hoping and praying that that'll that'll take off. Yeah, and that's that's our goal, right? Is that yeah. we're we're talking about that all the time of getting wherever anyone is. Get a get to get a meetup together, whether it's two, three, a hundred, whatever you want to do, just get everybody together. And I know it's getting towards the winter season, it's off season, so it's a little bit more of a challenge. But mm-hmm. um, whether it's maybe it's hit a top golf, maybe it's an indoor simulator, maybe it's just going and grabbing dinner and calling it a meetup and just discussing your favorite shot you've ever had or just getting to know each other a little bit. But especially as the weather turns to those warmer days for us, when we get those occasional ones getting out there together saying, Hey, let's just even hit the putting green. Let's go and hit the range, whatever it is. Just so you just keep it, keep, keep the rust off, you know, get a little bit ready for the season coming up, but at the same time, stay connected in your areas to people Uh, grow this thing. Uh, It's organic. You know, Mm -hmm. we are not, we are not an organization. We are an organism and we believe in that. Mm -hmm. And so the way that uh, RC is set up, the restoration club is, is that it grows as people grow. And as we, you know, started in, Tennessee and Charlotte, and then it expands and there are people all over the place from Chicago to the Pacific Northwest, Arizona. We've had guys from Montana, Texas, Florida. I mean, it's all over the place. Mm. Um, so it's beautiful. Yeah. And we, we love that. We love that kind of thing that's happening. So yeah, yeah keep it, keep it rolling on your end, man. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's fa- favorite, favorite spot to play in, in Virginia beach. Uh, yeah, I would. Well, I would say uh, public course, uh, VB national. For sure, yeah. it's got an incredible practice area. Um, yeah, really, really fun. Uh, and then, um, if um, uh, if I get the chance, I play Bayville Country Club. Nice. It's uh, nice. it's got a link style to it. So um, I've got some friends who are members over there. So if, if you're listening, friends, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm available uh, whenever you are. If you need yeah. somebody in, in your foursome. Yep. And if you even need another one, guys, I'm just a drive away. It's an easy yeah. shot over there. I have no problem helping Heath with anything he needs to get to the course. We'll make it happen. So, uh, that's awesome. And, um, so as our time, I mean, we've, we've been, we've been talking some really cool stuff here and I've enjoyed it. And so as our time kind of winds down, cause we want to honor your time, uh, for your family and things like that. Um, if you were to look at, and this is our static question we really do love, people just always think yeah. about and get contemplative about it. But it's the idea is what's your favorite memory on the course that does not involve a golf club? Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. So uh, there was this girl named Lindsay um, who I was madly in love with. I was head over heels for, um, and she um, she knew it too. I, um, <laughs> I was uh, you know pursuing her like you know like a fool. When you're in love, you do crazy things. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, so we started dating, and uh, long story short, it came time to ask her dad for permission uh, to marry her. And so uh, we happened to be um, playing some golf in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and um, I think it was about the, the third hole. Um, I, 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 I was playing terribly. I, I think I yeah. was like five over par. I was so nervous. And so I was like, if I want to enjoy this round, I, I've got to ask this guy if, if it's okay if I marry his daughter. And so, yeah. Third tee, um, stepping out of the golf cart, pulling aside, and um, just said, you know, you know how I feel about your daughter. Uh, I'm in love with her. I care about her deeply and would love to spend the rest of my life with her. Um, 
can I, you know, do I have permission to, yeah. <laughs> to, to marry your daughter? And he said, he, he put, my, put his hand on my shoulder and said, he, that would be wonderful. And so that's awesome. got up to my, my, my ball and just striped it right down the middle yeah. <laughs> shot and had one of the better rounds I've had in a while. So. That's awesome. It's funny how when 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 the stress is off of us, we play so much better. It's about freeing our minds in that. But man, what what a beautiful memory to share uh, with your now father in law. Yeah. Um, and just again, the nerves of the first two holes just <laughs> being all over the place and uh, stepping out to that tee, going, "I got to fix this now, and this is the way to fix it." So oh, shout man. out to Lindsay for helping fix your game. That's you know? right. <laughs> for yeah. saying and 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 for 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 father in law saying yes and saying uh, it, yeah. it would be amazing. And so it's good to have that um, that family sense of, of drawing mm -hmm. it together. You know, um, mm -hmm. it's, it's gotta be a beautiful thing. Um, mm -hmm. like you said, you've been pers pursuing his daughter and right. doing it in the right way and, and wanting, you know, to just spend life with her. And he sees that and right. uh, nothing better. I have older daughters, uh, 21 mm -hmm. and 19. And I, I crave that for them mm -hmm. that someday they'll find a man who's just an absolute, uh, mm -hmm. The oldest daughter does have a boyfriend who who I'm a huge fan of. So yeah. we'll see after they finish grad school and stuff like that. Um, yeah. If that question gets popped, stay around yeah. for a while. Lat, we'll see. Lat's his name. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see kind of how it goes. But um, yeah. I, I look forward to those types of things. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a, it's a, it's a beautiful game. That, yeah. you know, it, people can enjoy it you know, who are just starting off. Right. And my dad yeah. calls it all you need is that glimpse of glory, right? That, that, that one shot that just has perfect ball flight and goes right where you want it to go. And then you've got guys like Tiger Woods, you know, who, yeah. you know, there's always room to improve, even if you've won 15, 16 majors. And yeah. so it's a beautiful game for, for people all, you know, anywhere in between, you can play it for the rest of your life. And, um, and it's growing so much. And, and I think what I love about Restoration Club is that, you know, uh, it's, you know, we're, as Christians, we're in the business of, of redemption, right? Anything, yeah. anything that is earthly and temporary can be redeemed for God's glory and for others' good. And so the little intentionality, uh, a little sense of, uh, uh, hey, while we're together here, let, let's, yeah. let's ask these questions, right? And I love the questions that you asked. Uh, before we played uh, Tot Hill a few weeks ago, as we kind of gathered around together on the putting green and just um, and uh, we, we we prayed for the day and and yeah. said, hey, just a couple of questions to toss around while you're in the cart with, with with your boys today. Yeah. You know what's what, what's what's progressing well on your journey. Uh, what are you excited about that that you're making progress on? And and then you know what is it that um, uh, what's the challenge you're facing and how can yeah. you be gentle you know more gentle towards yourself than that and i yeah. love those questions and that that really stirred up some some good some good conversation there in between shots and yeah um and so and then to come back together at the end of the round there on the on the back porch at tot hill while the sun was setting and we're all eating pizza and just laughing and sharing stories about the round and um it was just a just a beautiful time of you know we're not we're not meant to go through life alone right mm -hmm. life is yeah. not a, it's not a solo sport yeah. it's a team it, it's a team sport and yeah, just as following christ is um in this world of individualism uh we need each other we're better together and golf can be a way of gathering men together and you know offering us a reminder that 
we're not alone and we need each other and it's okay to not be okay. And I think, you know, weak is the new strong, right? It's okay to be real and raw about your struggles, uh, what challenges you're facing and know that that guy next to you on the cart or that guy across from the table loves you, doesn't look down on you or think less of you, but is right there with you in that struggle. And, and we're helping each other out. We're standing shoulder to shoulder and saying, keep going, take that next shot, keep swinging, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, don't don't dwell on that bad shot in the past. Don't dwell on that mistake or what happened in the past. Learn from it. Um, don't be defined by it. Allow it to, you know, refine you, right? Allow it to shape you. But move forward. Move on. Focus on that that next shot. Um, and uh, and just have fun and enjoy it and, and enjoy the season. Enjoy the process. Man, you. I'm, I'm the guy who kind of clips social media stuff together from podcasts and does all this. And you made my job really easy. Uh, <laughs> I just found a bunch of nuggets right there. I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's good. And, but it, it does like the vibe of an RC event slash meetup, anything is I've never been, this is crazy. Like I've never been in a bad mood at an RC event. Like even if I've shanked a drive or I've missed a, I'm, I'm chipping off the side there and I kind of just duff it. And I'm like, Oh man, you know, I, sometimes my inner voice can be pretty rough on myself. Mm -hmm. And that's why I actually asked the question about how can you be more gentle? Cause what I was really saying was Ryan, how could you be more gentle to yourself? That was what I really asking. Yes. And, but it, it's that idea that we, we will sometimes that, that inner voice will dominate. It's like, I once heard that, that positive thoughts are like Teflon. They just, mm. you can, you can throw them on it and it slides right off. Mm. But a negative thought is like Velcro. It mm. sticks and it will take some work for you to pull it apart and to get rid of it. That's right. And so we look at those things. And again, in a, in an event, whether it's a, a big uh, event of us getting away to a golf getaway or whether it is just a meetup of guys just getting together, mm. it really is just about knowing that you do have each other's back that man, yeah. you don't hit the best shot. Who cares? It's yeah. fine. You missed that. You missed that three foot birdie putt. That's me. And you just go, mm. all right, on to the next one. Because yeah. this is so good. And God made us, like you said, for that relationship together. Yeah. And because of that, it allows the the mm -hmm. fun of the, the game to be had. Mm -hmm. Instead of being dwelling on, oh, man, I'm, my, my handicap's probably going to be jacked up. Or I'm all thinking about all these different things. Man, mm -hmm. it's, about, it's about intentionality. You said it. Mm -hmm. It's about purpose. Mm -hmm. And all of those things can be found in sure. recovery of a shot restoring your round back to what it was after two holes and talking to your future father-in-law like that stuff is is really important and is just a small mirror of who god is mm. and it's so beautiful and so i'm glad you said that stuff man because it's yeah. it's awesome yeah yeah absolutely i remember uh one of the last holes maybe it was like hole 14 or 15 uh with uh with dave with my brother from another Dave and it was just yeah. a beautiful day. And we, you know, we had some bad shots some good shots. He had more good shots than I did for sure. Um, but it was just, it just felt like a moment where we needed to pause and be still yeah. and just be quiet and reflect together. Cause you know, you get busy one shot after the next and you know, yeah. what's my score and you know, kind of like life, right? Yeah. We get in task mode, right? We check off the list. We get going so busy that we don't, notice the, the burning bushes, the miracles that are happening, yeah. you know, God's presence right in front of us. Yeah. So we just, we just took a moment, just prayed right there on the golf cart before we hit our third shot, thanking God for the moment, thanking God mm. for his creation and the chance to fellowship with each other uh, on the golf course. And 
uh, it was just a, a few seconds, but it just kind of helped us reset and refocus as uh, so to while we were there. And, um, and uh, it just, it created a sense of, all right, let's, let, let's finish this, this round strong, not just uh, our, our golf, but in conversation and, and, and fellowship and then worship uh, together. Man, beautiful. In fact, yeah. Dave tells that story a little bit and I'll have to go back into my text messages because he, he actually called it something. It was kind of, he it gave it, of course, creatives, right? They'll name everything and be so perfect with it. And I'm like, that was so beautiful. <laughs> I'll have to go back in and I'll, I'll put it maybe somewhere around in, in the future, but it was such a, he told this same story you're telling. So mm-hmm. it impacted not only you, but it impacted him. Yeah. And it was just the beauty of that together moment that we can stop and pause. Mm-hmm. The birds are chirping. The wind's blowing, which mm. is definitely a, a proof of a presence, yes. right? It's, yeah. And that that time is such an honoring thing that that you guys made happen, and mm. I believe happens all over the place during an RC event. It's mm. just it's just the, it's back to intention. Yeah. If you want to invite the Lord in, invite him in because I'll tell you what he's he's mm. just ready and raring to get in there every mm. single time, mm. and we just have to open the doors and say, Lord, be here. You know, sure. and, and he's never failed that promise to join his people where, uh, where they've called him into and asked him to, to be there. So it's beautiful, man. That's right. Amen. That's awesome. Well, brother, that's, uh, that is it for, um, for our time together. It yeah. was way too short. Um, so we just need to maybe get some regular FaceTimes going just to, yeah. just to chat it up. I would love one day. I feel like I just want to in that, that builder's cup thread, just to one day hit the group FaceTime and see who answers and just kind of have Ooh. some fun and see if anybody gets on it. Um, yeah. But, uh, but, um, I really appreciate your heart and I do not, um, I did not flippantly throw around our, uh, restoration club chaplain slash pastor, because we really wholeheartedly believe that I believe that because, uh, if anybody's out there isn't on our discord, um, they're kind of missing the opportunity where you often will ask in and chime in what prayer do people need. You're in the channel where they can ask a pastor the things that they want to know. Uh, maybe they're questioning things, having doubts, and you're there to answer those things, which, not only do um, I know that other men um, like appreciate, but I appreciate mm-hmm. because I know I can throw a prayer in and go, okay, this is what I need guys. And, yeah. and you like are, I don't know, Heath, we've been face to face now three times, yeah. <laughs> but there was a, uh, like a, a kin- uh-huh. and maybe this is, a, I think a lot of guys talk about this with the restoration club. Like there, there was just a kindred moment that said, we're unified and we're now brothers and we're in this thing together. And you couldn't tell me we haven't known each other for 20 years. You know what I mean? Like it's just the way it goes and it's a beautiful, beautiful opportunity. So I'm thankful for you uh, being here with this. We just to let everybody know, we miss Danny. Danny had some uh, obligations with Oak Stump Strategies, uh, his new company. So pretty excited for him. Follow him out there in the world. But he had some things he had to handle uh, for this recording, but he'll be back for the next one. Uh, We miss you, Danny. Uh, So we'll get back here. So I don't have to talk so much. I really appreciate that, buddy. But Heath, you're the man and I appreciate you. And um, just thanks a lot for being a part of uh, the club and this journey. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. It's been a a pleasure to be on the podcast and uh, and thankful to you and and Danny for all you do for Restoration Club and support this great mission, this great store we get to be a part of. And uh, I appreciate you, brother. God bless you. And have a have a happy uh, holiday season, a Merry Christmas, and uh, yes. hope, hope we can swing the clubs together again sometimes. Wow, what a guy, Heath, Restoration Club chaplain slash pastor. Uh, appreciate his heart so much. What an amazing guy! And this is episode ten. 
guys, we are just peeling it back, uh, the layers of what's going on uh, inside of men's lives, inside of their hearts, inside of their journey, inside of their golf space, whatever they're involved in, we want to be involved in too. So we're thankful for all the different ministries and different positions that people hold inside of Restoration Club. And if you haven't had a chance to get onto our Discord, please jump out there. Uh, go to our website. Also, we have some merch really, really popping out there. We've got club head covers, putter covers, amazing Seamus golf ball markers. I love those things. I love mine. It's always a topic of conversation. So you can go to restorationclub.co and also follow us on Instagram. That's restoration underscore club. That's where you'll see not only little snippets of this, but you'll also see words from our members. You'll catch up to other members who are in there. So it's really great uh, to be together in all of this stuff. But uh, again, Danny wouldn't, wasn't able to join us tonight. Uh, we can't wait to have him back, Danny. Hustle, brother. Let's get back. Uh, but in the meantime, guys, as always, keep swinging.